0: A national university education is all about opportunity. Named a Money Magazine Best Value College with over 100 degree programs online or on campus and one course per month classes, you can get started sooner and finish faster and begin leaving your mark on the world. National University. Visit nu.edu to learn more and get started.
1: Conversation. Log Talk Radio.
2: Good morning, and welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach October twenty seventeen podcast. This month, we are energized to have a rich discussion about our October topic, NHA Passionate About Preschool. We are delighted to have you join us on this lovely fall day in October. I am Stephanie Rule, a certified NHA advanced trainer, a former middle school counselor, and I work for the Children's Success Foundation. I am also a wife and a parent of two children, ages 5 and 8, and we live in a nurtured heart household. We have two dynamic, experienced, NHA certified trainers here with us today for our discussion and I'd love to just jump right into introducing who they are. So our first speaker is Kelly Canodal. Kelly has a psychology degree and worked with high school students as a youth minister for two years before realizing that three to five-year-olds were a better fit for her. Kelly started teaching at St. John Christian Preschool and completed a child development associate's degree. She took her first Nurtured Heart Approach class in 2012 and started using the approach at preschool and at home with her daughter, Lily. Kelly is currently in her ninth year of teaching preschool. Kelly became a certified trainer at the Fargo CTI, or Certification Training Intensive, in July of 2016, and her six-week-old son, Levi, attended the training with her as well. Since then, she has been teaching classes to parents and educators in Fargo, North Dakota. Kelly lives with her husband and three children, ages seven, four, and one. Kelly, it's an honor to have you join us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: You're welcome, and I cannot believe that your little Levi is already a year old. I remember meeting him at the Fargo CTI. Yes, yes. He's getting he big. So so cute. Oh my goodness, I bet. Um, let's go ahead and introduce our second guest. And this our second guest today is Nancy Gomez. Nancy is an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart approach. She attended her first CTI in January 2012 and the second in January of 2015, both in Tucson. Her initial drive to learn NHA was her own daughters. She has three daughters, Deanna, 15, Maddie, 12, and Leah, 7. She soon realized that the approach worked in her career as a Head Start teacher. She has worked with YDI Head Start for a total of 14 years, and she also taught preschool at Kirkland Air Force Base for eight years, giving her a total of 22 years in the field of early childhood education. She has an AA in early childhood multicultural education and an AA in child, youth, and family development. She is currently working on her BA in education studies at Grand Canyon University. NHA has changed her life, and she continues to use it daily with her children, in her classroom, and most importantly, with herself. She says she may not be perfect, but now she is aware, and she knows how to reset herself back to greatness. Welcome, Nancy. It's an honor to have you with us. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So before we dive into our discussion about preschool, um, we like to kind of give a quick 30 second thumbnail of what the nurtured heart approach is. We have lots of listeners who are new to NHA and don't may not know much about what it what it is. So we like to give just a quick 30 second thumbnail and as every person has a slightly different take on how to define NHA, I think that it's refreshing to hear different perspectives of that NHA thumbnail. At the week long certification training intensives or the CTI we discuss how valuable it is to have a succinct way of explaining what NHA is to people. You know, for those moments when you're stuck in an elevator and you only have Mm -hmm. maybe 30 seconds or less between floors to describe the truth and the beauty of NHA.
3: So Mm -hmm. what do you say, Nancy, would you like to take a shot at it? I would. Um, To me, nurtured Nurtured Heart is all about energy and where individual's and what behaviors individuals choose to give that energy to, and what kind of outcomes you want from the energy that you're giving. So if Mm -hmm. you're going to energize negative behavior, you're going to get negative behavior. If you energize positive behavior, you're going to get positive behavior. Um, And then the biggest beauty, and I mentioned it in my bio, is nurtured heart gives you the opportunity to make mistakes, but then you realize it and you know how to, reset and get, get together, you know, get yourself back to where you need to be to continuing to energize the positive behaviors that you want to see.
2: Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you. I love the way you describe that. Um, this is exactly why I like to have other people do the thumbnail because it's different. Even when I describe what NHA is, it's different every time. And every person mm-hmm. has a different way of explaining it. And so that was great. I love that you thought, that you talked about the energy and the importance of the energy and the reset. Um, and Thank it's funny you. that you mentioned that because I was going to jump right into our discussion today, um, starting with what you said in your bio. So that was perfect. Um, I wanted to talk about the, the idea of resetting ourselves with you guys. Um, I would mm-hmm. love to start the, the discussion with that because you mentioned, Nancy, the uh, that concept of resetting ourselves and you alluded to, you know, how important it is yet how difficult it can be to learn this right. powerful, very powerful tool and mm-hmm. understanding the importance of learning to reset yourself and being mindful of your own emotions and triggers while you're teaching, especially with mm-hmm. those preschool kids, it's, it's yeah. certainly something that takes a whole lot of practice <clears throat> and a whole lot of time and a whole lot of patience with yourself to develop that, that craft. Um, I would love to hear from both of you guys uh, a little bit about your own personal journey with how you learned how to reset yourself in your classroom and what that looks like for you.
3: Um, This, I'll go first. I, 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 um, I just, I know, you know, when I'm resorting back to that, that default button that we have where we, you know, are sometimes pre-wired to energize negativity to just, okay, that's not the behavior I want to energize. So this is how I'm going to do it. And I have to remember, you know, what my outcomes, what outcomes I want and how I, I generally take a deep breath, deep breath all day long, lots and lots of deep breaths mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, for yeah. me,
1: I think when I when I first learned Nurtured Heart, I didn't really realize the impact of resetting myself. I kind of thought about it just with my kids and my students more. And so the reset was like, okay, they're doing this. They need a reset. And now the more I've learned it, the more I realize in those moments, I need the reset too in order to stay calm. And so um, I agree with the deep breaths. And sometimes I'm fortunate that we have – um, our director is, um, an advanced trainer, Jana Brushline, and then we have the rest of our staff are trained in Nurtured Heart too. And so sometimes in those moments, if I'm feeling like, wow, I really need a minute here, then I can look to another staff and say, I'm just going to walk away for a minute. I need a reset. And they're there to jump in when they're not feeling as triggered maybe as I am. And so I found it really helpful just to be aware that I need a reset and then, deep breaths or being able to walk away if possible in those moments to then come back and notice what's going right in the moment and shift that energy into something positive.
2: Mm, I love that. It's so, it's so great to be able to lean on the support of your peers, your colleagues around you when you are mm-hmm. triggered um, mm-hmm. to be able to take that time, that moment that you need that so, you so desperately need sometimes to walk away Take those breaths and be able to work on resetting yourself. Um, mm-hmm. that is, uh, well, I'd love to hear. Actually, I was going to say something about that, but I want to hear you guys' your responses about this. Um, what it? What do you find? How? Hmm, how do I word this? Do you find a difference, a big difference between when your your classroom is a little bit out of control, or a one child is needing to be reset? Do you find a difference between the way they respond to you if you haven't reset yourself versus the way they respond to you if you have reset before you um, ask them to reset. I'd love to hear about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think um, kids can just really pick up on the energy, whether it's verbal or nonverbal cues. And so Mm -hmm. with a challenging child, if I'm wanting them to reset, but I'm still not reset myself, I feel like it's just almost an invitation for them to keep going because they can see that, you know, they can just feel that, that that's where I'm kind of headed. Whereas mm-hmm. if I can truly be reset and not be attached to that behavior, um, I feel like I can help them be successful or I can give them the space that they need and truly celebrate them as they're resetting versus mm-hmm.
3: fueling the fire. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree. I, You know, it's when I'm still energetically invested in that behavior and still mm-hmm. trying to tell the child, you know, I need you to reset. And then I, you know, but it's not, you know, just as, um, as Kelly mentioned, it's they know they can feel that energy regardless of what's coming out of your mouth. So mm-hmm. it, it's exactly what it is. That's exactly, if, if I'm not completely calm and really handling the situation in, you know, a, a, a moment of greatness, then they know. They completely know. <laughs> they,
2: do, they do, don't they? They're such wise little souls. <laughs>
3: hmm
1: um this is kind of switching subject a little bit but when I think about my first year of preschool when I didn't know Nurtured Heart and Jana was not our director and we didn't I didn't know anything about it and with a psychology background I didn't go into education so I really didn't know what I was doing on any end of it um mm-hmm. and when I think about where my energy was it was constantly at the negative behaviors it was just I would I would like carry those through all day long and I didn't have my own kids at the time and we had less students than we have now. And I was exhausted when I would leave school and I only work in the (laughs) mornings, So it was a part-time job and I was just burnt out. And then Mm -hmm. when Jana came, um, I didn't know what she was doing, but she came in and we were like trying to get the kids to be quiet the whole time. And she came in and did maybe 10 seconds of a couple recognitions and the whole class stopped and they were leaning in quiet, listening to every word she was saying. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what is this? And then I was fortunate enough to be able to take a class and learn from her, and, you know, my journey has evolved. But now I have three kids at home. I have I teach more students, and my energy is in the right places, so I have more energy, and I'm not burned out, and I let go of those things that maybe needed a reset. I I don't carry those through, and then I have energy for my own kids when I get home. So mm-hmm. that resetting myself and letting go of those little things during the morning that I used to just get so worked up over, it's helped me I mean it's helped me stay a preschool teacher, really. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would still be there
2: if I didn't know the nurture heart approach. That paints a beautiful picture for people who are listening to this. Thank you for that because um people go into careers like being a preschool teacher or a teacher for any grade level. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, they have these expectations of how they're going to be, they as the teacher, what they're going to look like, what they're going to do, how they're going to handle things. And then those kids throw curveballs left and right, as you guys know. Um, mm-hmm. And they're sometimes really big curveballs. And that's how people get so burnt out so fast. And I love that you painted that picture, Kelly, that the Nurtured Heart can really provide this foundation that helps those teachers in the world to be able to breathe through those curveballs and and turn them mm-hmm. around into something else, you mm-hmm. know, change them from being a curveball that's going to knock you down into mm-hmm. something beautiful, some sort of beautiful energy that can help you to um, be a stronger teacher than you already were.
3: It really does. You know, after my first, CTI back in 2012, I, uh, I remember coming back, because I went in January to Tucson, and I remember coming back to my classroom and just immediately implementing, because that's one of the biggest things is people are like, well, how do you do it, and how do you get the kids just to st- understand what reset is, or how do you get the kids, you just do it. Once you just start mm-hmm. doing it, then it just falls into place, and within days, within days, the whole dynamic of my classroom was different. It didn't even Mm -hmm. take like a week or it didn't take much time at all. Within just Mm -hmm. a few days, the whole it was so much calmer and everything just ran so much more smooth. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
3: that's amazing. Just a
2: few days. That's amazing Mm -hmm. to hear that. Yeah, Um, I I, feel the
1: same. Oh, go ahead.
2: Nope, go ahead. I was going to change the subject and I'd like to hear
1: you. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I feel the same way and Um, Now that we're in the pattern of using Nurtured Heart and we all use it, um, our school starts in September. And so we're just, you know, like six or seven weeks into school. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really amazing to be able to use it from day one. And Mm -hmm. with our three and four year olds, most of them have never been in school before, but they come Mm -hmm. in and the first day they're all like a little nervous. So they're pretty good listeners and they follow along and then we're just nurturing them, nurturing them, nurturing them, look at how Mm -hmm. respectful you are, look at how kind you are, look at how, you know, you're a good listener, and I've, and I, it's amazing how then that's, they start to believe that from day one, and they carry Mm -hmm. that over, and so now, like, that's just who they are as a class, it's an amazing group of kids, because we've been able to do it with them right away, and then, Mm -hmm. like, Nancy, like you said, if you didn't start right away at the beginning of the year, you can still see a transformation within Mm -hmm. a short amount of time. So for me, it was really cool to be able to see that. And then now, now it's just kind of who we are and the kids pick Mm -hmm. up on it so quickly right from the start. Mm.
2: You know, right when the call was, um, the podcast call was starting, I was telling, both of you ladies, how um, my heart is in preschool and I didn't get a chance to finish that, that comment. Um, And my, the reason, well, there's a lot of reasons, but one big, one big reason why my heart is in preschool is because of what you're talking about, both of you um, with, in regard to nurtured heart, laying this laying this foundation um, that will carry with these kids throughout Mm their careers as students and as people in the world. Um, and it's just, it's such a gift that people like you two are giving to the children of our world to be able to teach them this amazing, amazing thing that we have, this amazing gift that we have of the, in the nurtured heart approach. You're teaching them these great tools at such an early age, and it gives them that inner wealth so that as they go throughout their career of being a person in the world, they mm-hmm. have that in their hearts kind of built in already. So, um, mm-hmm. that is just, I'm just so I'm grateful for both of you and for all of the other people out there who teach in preschool and are teaching nurtured heart to their, their students.
1: Yeah. I thank think you. it's really, really, yeah. Thank you. Um, I think it's really amazing to see, um, to see the kids being able to see it in each other and in themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, a, we have a job chart. I'm sure you have something similar, Nancy. And we have a greatness yes. patrol. And so each day during, during circle time, the greatness patrol gets to tell us what they saw that day. And then they get to tell mm-hmm. their friends. Um, they stand up and usually say things like, I saw kids cleaning up. Well, wow, what does that say about them? They're so helpful. Wow. Or they're sitting quietly right now. What does that say about them? They're respectful. And, of course, they don't have that vocabulary right away, but as, as the year goes on, kids are able to say really amazing things about each other. Or I overheard mm-hmm. somebody standing in line saying, um, I have my hands to myself. I have self-control. Wow, you do have self-control. Mm-hmm. Look at how you realize that without even being told. And it's so mm-hmm. cool that then at three, four, and five, they have this inner wealth, they have this vocabulary, and then, like you said, Stephanie, that does carry them through into kindergarten and into the future of their life as a student and as a person.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The greatness patrol, I love that. I love that. Nancy, do you have any anything you want to share that, that you guys use in your classroom?
3: Something similar I do is, um, like, paddling. You know, kids come and – so-and-so did this and so-and-so did this. So I've kind of reversed it to, well, tell me what they're doing right. Or tell me mm-hmm. what you see that's, you know, a better choice. Or So I kind of reverse the tattling so that they're tattling mm-hmm. on each other, but in a positive way. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I love that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a great
2: idea. Oh, I love that. Yes. Because you can't stop kids from tattling. You know, we, Right. We all think that we can control as the adults. We can control the tattling. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any tattling in my classroom. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't mm-hmm. happen, as we all know. Um, so I love that you you figured out a way, you got really creative with how to turn that tattling into something positive. That's, right. just, that's great.
1: Mm-hmm. The other thing that we do is, um, we're really fortunate that we we just work mornings. We have an afternoon program, too, um, but our kids are only there for the morning, and so then most parents are able to come and pick them up before lunch. And so we get a chance to see the parents on a daily basis, and we get to communicate with them. And so as much as we can, we try to share greatness that we saw at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. until parents are really used to that that's what we do, Like the first time you might say something to someone, their eyes get big and they're worried that their child is in trouble. And then we say, no, we want to share with you how wonderful they did today when we did whatever it was. And so it's Mm -hmm. really fun to be able to start spreading that to parents and for their kids to be able to explain what they did that was good and what that says about them. And then Mm -hmm. Jana and I are both trying to do some classes. And so Um, we've had a lot of parents that have been able to come to our classes and just how that spreads out beyond preschool too. Wow.
2: So you're teaching the approach to the parents as well so that it's going between, so these kids are learning how to use it in their homes as well as at school and with each other and with their parents.
3: Yeah. That's,
2: That's great.
3: Really building a community. So that is great.
1: That is, yeah, absolutely. it's been, it's been really cool to see just
2: how it, how it spreads, you know? hmm Yeah. Gosh, I love that. So I was wondering, um, we said a few minutes, somebody said a few minutes ago, talked about um, how, about teaching kids how to reset. It just kind of was mentioned briefly that I would love I know I know that some of our listeners are probably out there wondering what you guys do in your classrooms how do you teach 3 to 5 year olds how to reset themselves what do you do
3: What I do is first we make you know a small set of about 4 or 5 rules very clear These are the classroom rules and any time a rule is broken you you will hear me or the other teacher ask you to reset and that just means to stop breaking the rule and to make a better choice. And, you know, we go over that quite some quite often and then sometimes and then we'll give them techniques. Like if you need to take a deep breath, if you need to count to 10 um, and we do the smell the flower, blow out the candle for deep breaths. Um, If we need to hug a bear Sometimes I give them something concrete to do because it helps them, you know, reset until they really firmly understand what that reset is. And then you say reset and they just, they just automatically know. But for me, most, you know, the biggest part is just really making the expectations of the classroom and the rules very clear to them. Because even though it may be worded in a positive way, like uh, we use our, our walking feet the children know that means no running. So it's very clear because mm-hmm. we go through it and guide them through understanding what those rules mean and what their expectation is.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. So clarity is so mm-hmm. important at any age. I was going to say especially at preschool age, but really at any age of life, altogether, clarity is such an yeah. important piece for people. Um, so that's mm-hmm. that's. Really- Kelly, how about
1: you? Yeah, um, I don't have anything as specific as that, I guess. But um, like, for example, if I'm reading story, like the first time I have to reset someone during story time, if they're on the carpet and they're visiting or poking a friend or something like that, um, (laughs) I'll just stop stop the story for a minute and say reset. And if they have no idea what reset means, they usually look at me like, what did you just say? And then I say, wow, look at how you stopped. You heard me say reset, Mm -hmm. and you looked at me. You stopped. Now I see that you're following the rule that we don't talk during story time. I see that you're focused, and then we can get back on track. And so the first few times, they usually don't really get it, but I were able to recognize them for stopping for a minute, or I see that, you know, let's say they're not really doing something they shouldn't, but they're upset, and they're taking deep breaths, then we'll recognize them and say, look at how you're calming yourself down. That shows me that you're taking deep breaths. That's a way of resetting yourself. I see that Mm -hmm. you're really trying hard to get back in control. When you're ready, you can go play. Even if they weren't necessarily breaking a rule, but it just helps them learn what a reset is and to see what they're doing in that moment that might help them calm down the next time. And Mm -hmm. then um, something that we learned from tanya Fraser, i took her notching up class last year and she was telling mm-hmm. us how um she does with her daughter um the sign language for r and that means reset so like if she's on the phone she can just give her that little signal and then she knows she needs to wait and so she can't interrupt or something like that so last year <clears throat> after the kids kind of had gotten reset um i taught them that and i said you know if you're on the rug and someone's sitting next to you and they're bothering you you could just turn and do this little sign you know you cross your fingers and then they know that Mm -hmm. they need to reset and then for about a week I had kids just running around resetting each other fingers crossed all times just saying reset reset (laughs) reset reset reset." and I thought oh no this totally backfired um but then it balanced out and they were really started to use it at the appropriate times. and there was a group of boys that were getting really squirrely on the rug and one of them just looked over gave them the signal turned back they all stopped and I mean I made a huge deal of it because it was absolutely amazing that here some four-year-old boys are resetting each other and it's working you know so it's really cool that once they do learn it and they internalize it that Mm -hmm. they can recognize that they need a reset or and they can take it from a friend and they don't see it as a punishment they just know oh you're right I shouldn't be doing this I'm going to reset myself. So it's been really cool I to see them learn it on themselves or use it on each other. You know, yeah,
3: I, I love that. I might have to use that one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be prepared for maybe, yeah, a little bit out of control right away. Till they get, till us nothing. <laughs>
2: it's pretty yeah. exciting in
1: the beginning, you know. But yeah, it was yeah. It's been really fun.
2: I do, I do like that you mentioned that too because it it's true that there are so many different ways to use. Um, introduce and use the reset and with that the young ones um, you got to get creative and that is a very Mm -hmm. creative way to help teach them resets and although at first it was a little wily in the classroom when you first introduced it you know just like lots of things are when you first introduce Mm -hmm. something it's you to get used to it and um, I just love that that's such a that's a great way to help them you know do it in a quiet manner like they're not having to use their voice but it mm-hmm. empowers them to be mm-hmm. comfortable to reset each other. In my own mm-hmm. house, when my kids were younger, I think my son was probably four and my daughter was probably seven, um, and they just re- they had just started learning how to be empowered to reset each other. And when it started mm-hmm. happening, I got scared at first. I was like, "Uh oh, one of them's going to get mad because they got reset by." the younger brother Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and to my absolute surprise that didn't happen at in the moment I was surprised because you expect Mm -hmm. that with siblings that they're going to fight each other Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: so I thought oh oh, she's going to get mad but she didn't get mad and so I had to think about that I was like well why is it that she didn't get mad that her little brother just reset her why Why didn't I upset her? Why? I don't understand mm-hmm. is what I was thinking. And as I thought that through, I realized that it's because the reset is not a punishment. Mm-hmm. It always comes back to that. That is why mm-hmm. the kids in your classroom can walk around giving the little R symbol or even saying reset mm-hmm. out loud, whatever it is, and not be offending someone else. They don't get upset about it. It's not a, nobody generally, they don't react to it. It's just, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, because it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift that you're right. handing someone. Like, hey, you don't have to go down that path right now. <laughs> you can stop mm-hmm. and reset and get back on track. That's okay too. Um, so I yeah. love that way of doing it. That's such a great um, tool. And the I off. think
1: if I'm back to like, if like resetting yourself, if I'm reset and I reset a kid, I think it come it doesn't come across as a punishment. But if they can tell that I'm not reset, usually my tone comes out or my energy comes out as that it is a punishment for them
2: mm-hmm. right, so
1: I think when I'm reset, then it really works as it's supposed to that it's not a punishment, it's just
3: a shift, yeah oh, true, true.
2: Great clarification. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. And great tie back into the beginning part of our conversation um, because it really does come back to us every time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
3: Resetting ourselves yes. first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, I wanted teaching – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. I kind of wanted no, to touch go. a little bit on, um, on what Kelly had said about how everything, when it was new um, – It turned in, you know, it got a little out of hand and it wasn't used the way she had intended it to be used. I did a little Mm -hmm. bit of peer coaching with other Head Start teachers and I would go, you know, a couple times a month, if not once a week. Um, And the teachers would say, well, I tried it Monday and it didn't work, so I stopped, like the approach completely. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm. like, well, that's the biggest part is you have to be consistent. And and you know Kelly, I'm sure the students and she modeled how to use the art correctly, and um, and so they they picked it up and they learned it, and, and that's how I was trying to do with teachers is to you have to do it consistently and you have to be make it part of your daily routine and making it part of your daily schedule because it is going to be weird and different. And I tell teachers all the time when I do training, is it's supposed to feel weird. It's supposed to you know, make you feel funny at first because this is not what we're used to. Unless you're a natural, and I've only met maybe three naturals in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they, It it does feel strange. So I tell them you just have to keep pushing through. And even though it's, it gets a little chaotic at first, it will eventually, you know, calm down and, and do what you want it to do. So I'm really glad that Kelly had mentioned that, that it does, it's not just going to, it's not like a magic one where you're just like, poof, you know, this is how it's gonna be from now on. It takes a lot of patience and consistency.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is very important. A very important piece to learning how to use the nurtured heart approach mm-hmm. in your classroom or your lighting right. or your home, whatever it is, it does take mm-hmm. that consistency and the um the piece of not giving up when it gets hard.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the reminder that really the ultimate goal is to build their inner wealth, not just to manage the behavior. And so it works, obviously, in a classroom as classroom management, and it works, but not, I mean, I can say something and the child can react in a different way, but I can still keep doing it because it that transformation will happen. And so right. in the beginning, I think when teachers are first starting to use it, they forget that that, that the goal
3: is really about the inner wealth. Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely.
3: Yes. And it's important to remember the kids who are always making the the right choices because you do tend to really give a lot of energy to the kids that you want to see the biggest transformation. in. so the Mm -hmm. kids who are always, you know, following the rules and they're always doing what they're supposed to be doing and it's it's really easy to kind of n- to miss those kids on occasion, especially if you have a lot of intense kids um, mm-hmm. or children with intense behaviors, and just remembering to catch everybody. You know, just mm-hmm. having to make to get the whole room. I have a a room of twenty, and and me and my TA. So if it's not me, it's got to come from her. And it can be verbal, it can be written. Sometimes it's a thumbs up, but just remembering to catch everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. One thing I've been trying
1: to do lately is just during free play, just to walk around to each center and try to do a few recognitions
2: mm-hmm. with those
1: kids so that I am trying to reach each child at some point during the day. Yeah. So whether oh. it's just a really brief everyone? active recognition or if it's, you know, more elaborate, but that, cause it can, it can be challenging. When you have mm-hmm. those kids that you're just really focused on and and um so that's really worked for me, and I've been more intentional this year about trying to make sure I find each student at some point and and during free play, I found is a good time because they're just doing what interests them, and it's it works well to find something when they're having a they're having a good time or they're following the rules to stop them in the, in those
2: moments, mhm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is um, really important. I'm glad you shared that because I was going to make, going to ask, I'm sure people, when Nancy brought this up, I was thinking, oh, I bet people out there are asking <laughs> in their heads, they're asking her, well, but how do you do it? How do you do it when you've got a whole classroom and half of them are full of in, of children with intense behaviors? How mm-hmm. do you make sure that you give recognition to all of them? Sorry. So that was, um, that was a great way, example of how to do that. Plus, um, There are other ways, like you were talking about the Kelly. You were talking about your um, uh, greatness patrol person, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know there are all those little those little activities that you guys, both of you, do in your classrooms are ways of reaching all of those those kids who might be the ones that would fall between the cracks because they're always behaving as they should be Mm -hmm. behaving. They're following the rules all the time, and so those are great tools for how to help them to not fall between the cracks and how to help you to remember to give them recognitions as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. And and that the help, we also have sorry, we also have no, no, um, Lisa Lackman who is also an advanced trainer and works for YDI Head Start. Um, she mm-hmm. and a committee of people created we have sticky notes. And it has little white um they're little white sticky notes with a little red heart in the corner. And they're for active rec- recognition, or or taking it beyond when you're adding in some of those quality quality character, characteristics. Excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just I see you doing blank, and then we read them with the child, or I'll I'll say it to them, and then I write it, and we post them. <clears throat> excuse me, so the parents can see it, and and then they can take them home. And sometimes I have a collection, and so that's one way, mm-hmm. you know. Just off of observation that we could jot it down real quick and then talk to the child about it and talk with the parent about it. So those little sticky notes have come in really handy.
2: That's a great I idea. Sticky notes are a Yes. Yeah. Lots. Of I, I should start doing that
1: because I don't write it down very often. But I like that that they have something to take with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. The other
1: thing I the other thing I love is the proactive recognitions like you could be and Mm -hmm. so like when it's time to go wash hands before snack and we're walking to the bathroom and there's a whole group of boys together to go to the bathroom every day I think I say the same things but like as to the whole group like you could be running to get to the front of the line you could be pushing and shoving you could be trying to get into the the sink first and you're not and look at how patient Mm -hmm. you are and look at how respectful you are and that has helped that time goes so smoothly and then I've talked to other people about it and they'll say, well, I don't want to give them any ideas or I don't, I wouldn't say that. And I say, well, they've already run to the head. Somebody's already run to the front of the line. Somebody's already tried to do that. So it's not a new idea. And it, it really empowers them and shows them that they are following the rules in that time. And so it's Mm -hmm. been a really good way to teach the rules as we go um, in those moments that sometimes can get out of hand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always get that question. I think all of, it, all of us n- nurtured heart trainers probably at one point or another get the question of, well, if you do a proactive recognition, I don't know. It's going to make them do that behavior you don't want them to do. And mm-hmm. I always ex- tell people uh, that the reason why that doesn't happen, they don't do the behavior you don't want to see them do when you tell them They're not doing the behavior you don't want to see them do, if Mm -hmm. that made any sense at all. Um, The reason for that is because of stand two, your use of stand two, in throughout, like in your classrooms throughout the day, you're giving recognition left and right. You're building that relationship Mm -hmm. with them, and that is exactly why they don't try to act out, because they've learned that they get you, that you show up for them, when they are doing the right things, when things are going well, not when mm-hmm. they break the rule and run to the front of the line, right? Right. right. Such, a, such a beautiful piece to um, building the, their inner wealth. I love that part.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're thinking yeah. clearly in that moment because they're calm, because they are doing the right mm-hmm. thing. You know, we're not yeah. telling them that in the moment when they're really worked up.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, when we're, when we're worked up, we all know how that goes. We all know how much we can hear and how much we care to hear what people are trying to tell us, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the full shutdown time. My favorite part is when I am in my home and I get a little worked up and my kids reset me and, I'm, and I just kind of have to turn around and walk away because I know they're <laughs> right.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, I love that. Yeah. Again, that goes
2: right along with the concept of the reset being a gift, not a punishment. Because if it was a punishment, it wouldn't be okay for our kids to reset us, right? Right. It wouldn't wouldn't be acceptable in any way at all. But it's not a punishment, it's a gift. It's just a true relational, relationship gift that we can give to each other. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, it is about that time to wrap up our discussion for the day. Um, I have really enjoyed this discussion, and I am sure that the listeners out there have been very grateful to hear all of your specifics that you've given regarding how to use the Nurtured Heart approach in your classrooms. Um, So now I just have a few quick announcements that I'd like to make, and then I'm going to come back to Kelly and Nancy for some parting words. Um, I'd like to invite our listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart Approach podcasts, either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by clicking the icon. Registration for our Tucson Certified Training Intensive, or the CTI, in January is now open. This is the five-and-a-half-day intensive training you attend to become a certified trainer, like Nancy and Kelly, which allows you to teach and train using NHA, but it also allows you to gain a much deeper understanding of NHA and how to use it in your own personal life. To register for the CTI, go to thechildrensuccessfoundation.com under the training tab. Register by November 30th to get the early bird rate. You can also register for the Three Stands e-Course on our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com. This is a free e-course that is delivered directly to your email inbox. The emails are spaced about three days apart to allow for application and reflection before the next one arrives. All NHA podcasts are recorded and archived for on-demand listening pleasure. Feel free to share the link to our channel here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash nurtured heart approach. So, back to Kelly and Nancy. Do either of you have any last parting words that you want to share with our listeners today about teaching in using nurtured heart in preschool? Sure.
3: First, I'd like Um, to, um, you go, Nancy, you go. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, First, (laughs) I'd like to thank, um, thank you, Stephanie and, and the Children's Success Foundation for having me today. And, um, One thing that I've taught, taught, excuse me, to know your greatness and to understand your greatness and to believe in yourself before you can really bring out the greatness in others and help your students Mm -hmm. to learn their greatness and to make it a classroom, you know, where it's just overflowing with greatness. But I always take it back to myself like I did in the beginning with the reset is, as a teacher and the leader of, of the classroom, you have to understand that within yourself before you can bring it out in others.:
2: That is so true and, and very well said. Thank you for sharing that, Nancy.
3: No problem.: Yeah, and and it is just... wonderful to have you here.: <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
1: yeah, so and thank you for having me. Um, I guess I just want to say um, that, again, it's really transformed our entire preschool. And I think sometimes people think, oh, they're just three and four. Like it doesn't matter maybe as much. But I think it matters obviously at all ages, but what an mm-hmm. impact it can make on a, on a child who is learning about how the world works and how to interact with peers and how to be in school. And so um, that energy of when the energy is right side up, how much of a difference that can make and how much um, – how much effect that can have on their family, and then their future, too. And so it's just been amazing for me to see all, all of the transformations that have happened because of the Nurtured Heart approach.
3: Absolutely.
2: Thank you for sharing that, Kelly. And thank you both for being here and sharing your experiences and your wisdom and with Nurtured Hearts. Um, sharing that for other people that are out there teaching preschool or working with young kids in any fashion. I just, I know that I feel very confident that there are people out there who are just really grateful to have heard your voices about how to use nurtured heart with those littles. So thank you both and um, have a great day. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You too. Thank Thank you. you. All right.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
3: Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult.
0: A national university education is all about opportunity. Named a Money Magazine Best Value College, with over 100 degree programs online or on campus, and one course per month classes, you can get started sooner and finish faster and begin leaving your mark on the world. National University. Visit nu.edu to learn more and get started. A national university education is all about opportunity. Named a Money Magazine Best Value College with over 100 degree programs online or on campus and one course per month classes, you can get started sooner and finish faster and begin leaving your mark on the world. National University. Visit nu.edu to learn more and get started.